welcome to the Connection Church Dublin Sermon Podcast. Our mission is to connect people to a growing relationship with Jesus. One of the ways we do that is through the preaching of God's Word, centered on the gospel of Jesus Christ. Here's this week's message. Morning, man. So glad to see you. Uh, I'm excited for the day, and uh, can we just give God praise for that time of worship? Um, Sweet time. Uh, So today is a huge day. One of our values is uh, discipleship. We believe we are saved uh, to multiply. And so that applies for us as believers, but I also believe that applies to us as a church. And so uh, tonight at six o'clock, we have vision night for the planting of Connection Church Wilco. Can we just give God a hand? They may not be uh, happy with me doing this, but I'm going to ask the Lane family, uh, everyone to stand up if we could. Could you guys stand if you don't mind? Can we just give them some encouragement? And uh, I continue to learn it is a brave thing uh, to plant a church. And so um, tonight we want you guys to pray for them. Uh, if you feel led to serve, that, that services start at six and we're going to be there at four to set up. But um, we just want to pray for them as they take the gospel and take uh, Connection Church into a new county. Um, and to say I'm excited about that is an understatement. So um, let's just go ahead and pray for them. How about that? Uh, let's do that. Uh, Father, we love you so much. God, I'm just so thankful for what you're doing. And God, we... Uh, We're just so thankful for uh, how the Lane family has just brought uh, so much energy and joy into our body, Lord. And God, um, I just pray for them, pray for their family, pray for tonight, uh, God, that you would just uh, use them in a powerful way. God, we pray for the whole county of Wilkeson County, Lord. Uh, God, I I heard a a wise man say one time, a new church is a new doorway into heaven. And uh, so, Lord, we, we pray for this church, and we pray that many would enter through that door. We love you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So if you know friends, family, anyone in Wilkeson County needs a great church, I know a great uh, pastor and a great church that's come, and I want to share that with our online family as well. Uh, but today, man, I'm, I want to go ahead and open up the Romans chapter 5 is where we'll be. Romans chapter 5. Uh, is where we'll be. If you're new with us, we're walking through the book of Romans uh, line by line. Um, to me, one of the, uh, the richest, most um, just powerful books of the Bible. And, uh, and God's been doing some wonderful things. And so kind of how the top of our services start um, is I want to read and I want to take some intentional time uh, to pray for our community. And uh, there's a lot going on. Uh, if you guys have read, we've had a lot of uh, lives that have been lost a lot of difficult things that are really happening. And so I really want us, uh, as a community of faith, uh, God calls us uh, to be a priesthood of believers. And what a priesthood is, a priest is a, a mediator uh, between God and men. And so one of the ways we love our community is by praying to God for our community. Um, and so I wanna read the passage. We wanna spend some time in prayer and I'm gonna hop in to the message. So Romans chapter five, starting in verse one, this is what God's word says. It says, therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into his grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance Perseverance, character, and character, hope. 
And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. You see, at just the right time when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since we have been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? For if while we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? Not only is this so, but we also boast in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. Church, let's pray. And I would ask that uh, we would pray for God to open our hearts uh, to receive his word, but also that we would pray intentionally for all that's going on in the world and for our community, okay? Uh, Let's pray. Father, we pause from our busy lives, our busy minds, and the Lord, Lord, we just center in on you. God, I pray for Israel right now. I pray protection and peace over your people. I pray for this conflict, God, that you would move amongst it, God, and protect your people, Lord, and bring peace. And God, I pray for our community, Lord. Such sudden loss of life, God, people that are right now in surgery fighting for their life. God, we just ask, we intercede, we call on the God of heaven to move, Lord. And God, of all the wonderful promises in the Bible, may we all be reminded that tomorrow is not one of them. God, the very breath we draw comes from a sovereign God who gave us a gift today. And so, God, we just say thank you for that. And God, may we use our breath to worship and intercede and, and God, live in a manner worthy of the gospel. So God, I pray for this message. I pray for our hearts, Lord, that you would speak to us as only you can. And God, we do pray for our community. We pray for our Southside community and all the believers there and the brothers. God, would you protect them? And God, would you just move and work in our midst? We love you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. And so um, I've really felt led to lead our church in talking through and teaching through what it means to worship, all right? Kind of the, the, the thought and the theme of this of one of worship is what's going on in heaven right now. And so uh, really the, the end destination is a perfection, a living forever, worshiping God, right? So obviously um, that's what God wants, but also that's what's best for our lives, right? Uh, is a posture of worship. And so um, today I wanna share a passage with you uh, about how to come into worship. I realize many of us uh, may not have grown up in church. Maybe when you hear the songs and people raising their hands, you're like, what does this even mean? This is kind of weird, right? Or maybe even when we take up offering, it's like, what do we even do that for? Um, I wanna give some wisdom and some insight into that. So I wanna read out of Psalm 100, um, Psalm 100, and start in verse, verse one. This is what it says. It says, shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. And then it says, worship the Lord, all right? With gladness, come before him with joyful songs. Then it says, know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his. 
We are sheep, we are, the, we are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Now verse four, listen up. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. And verse five, for the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. So when we come to a worship gathering like this, um, partly, hey, we come to get something, but really what I wanna show you is we come to give God something, right? Um, I, I used this illustration at the nine of, um, think about like coming to a potluck supper or Thanksgiving meal, and, um, and all of us, man, usually, you know, you show up, there's like 14 different macaronis, everybody just brings macaroni at uh, Thanksgiving, and you know, we can't mix it up with a green bean or nothing. We're just all about macaroni. Um, but man, we always know at every gathering, there's a weird cousin Eddie who doesn't bring anything and he comes to smash all the food. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he doesn't bring anything to the party and you're like, what, what are you doing? You're missing out. Um, well, well, listen, here's the deal. When we come to a worship gathering, um, what we come to give God is we come to give God our thanks and our praise. Now, regardless of what you came in here with, regardless of how you grew up, regardless of uh, whether it be financial struggles, whatever we walked in here with, everyone is still breathing. Therefore, we have a reason to say thank you to God. Like we, we have thanksgiving to come to God to say thank you. And here's the deal. Um, God is pleased with that. Right, there, there is a gratitude that when we give God our gratitude, he wants to come and move in our midst. Right, that, that God wants to dwell with his people. And so there's a direct correlation of us with a grateful heart opening our heart for God to come and meet with us. Right? And so, so we want to have um, thanksgiving. I, I think about it kind of like um, with giving an offering. Right? Our offering in worship is a thankful heart singing to God. Uh, in the same way, when we give, we're not purchasing anything. We're not doing anything for Connection Church Dublin. We're saying, God, I am giving you my worship, my offering. Everything you've given me financially is from you. And God, I'm giving you in worship a portion back of what you've given me. In the same way, if God's given us life for six days on day seven, we're saying thank you. We're coming to worship the God of the universe, all right? You guys tracking with me? All right, I want to give a quick thing on worship because today, if you're taking notes, and I hope you do, I believe this series will give you some foundational principles that will serve you well the rest of your days with the Lord, all right? And so today, the title of the message is The Blessings and the Benefits of the Gospel. The Blessings and the Benefits of the Gospel. And really, in these blessings and benefits, cultivates that heart of worship in us. All right, so um, we're gonna be looking at this. So um, to give you kind of a track of where we've been in Romans, for three, ver for three chapters pretty much, it talks about the holiness of God, the goodness of God, and the depth of our sin, right? And sin, what it means is missing the mark of God's perfection. Um, that's something that centers our whole room. All of us have sinned. All of us are not perfect. I mean, if you have kids, it don't take them long to figure out they're gonna mess up, right? If not, I got a couple kids I'll introduce you to. They, they live with me. But, um, but we're sinners. And so the mark of being right with God is perfection. And so, well, how are we made right with God? Well, at the end of chapter three, we learned that we are made right with God through faith in Jesus because of the death he died on the cross and he resurrected on the third day. So by repenting of our sin and admitting our hearts are sinful, turning from that sin, saying, I want that sacrifice Jesus had, uh, did on the cross, we are made right in a moment. 
So we stand right before God. And so we're going to talk about now when we are made right with God, when, when God becomes and he fixes the sin problem of our heart, what happens now? I want to talk about the blessings and the benefits of the gospel. Um, the first one, if you're taking notes, write this down. The first blessing and benefit is that we are at peace with God. We are at peace with God. Read with me in Romans 5 verse 1. It says, therefore, since we have been justified, all right? Now, remember, justified means just as if we'd never sinned. That means when God looks at you, if you have Christ, he sees his son's righteousness. He sees none of your sin, all right? So if that has happened, if we've been justified, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. That, that means right now, you and God are at peace. The God of the universe, the one who is the alpha and the omega, the beginning and end, the creator of all, that, that as you draw breath, his grace allows it, you and God are at peace. Now this peace is a peace that the world can't give you. Don't take my word, I want you to listen to God's word. John 14, this is what it says. John 14, start in verse 26. It says, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I've said to you. Now, verse 27, when we have God, we have the Spirit, and because of the Spirit, we have peace. And he says, peace I leave you with. My peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. That we have the peace of God is given us in Christ Jesus. A, a peace that no matter what we walk through, we know that when we stand before God, we're good. But not only do we have to wait to heaven to get that peace, God wants to give his manifest peace to you now, every day, right? Um, and so I, I wanna share that because one of the things that I think uh, in the world that we are in desperate need of is peace. I mean, right now, I got three topics I wanna talk about. I wanna talk about worry, doubt, and fear. I guarantee you right now, those three words resonate in the souls of everyone here. Worry, doubt, fear. Now, I, I want to share really how we can walk through life with the peace of God. I want to read something, John three thirty six, talking about peace. So it says, whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. So the minute we've repented, said yes to Christ, our destination's heaven, our souls are right, our bodies just haven't caught up yet. But we're, we're at peace. But whoever rejects the Son will not see life, for God's wrath remains on them. Now, wrath is God's feeling about sin, right? I, I think we would all agree we live in a messed up, broken world that, that bad things are happening everywhere. People are being murdered. Horrible things are happening. And it's because of sin. And you wonder like, man, is there any justice? God is a God of justice. And no one will go unpunished. But here's the deal about that. That problem of sin it lives in us too, right? So the problem we see in the world, it's in us. But God came to eradicate that sin. But if we don't have Christ, the wrath or the weight of God remains on us. That's why no matter what, no matter how bad you tear it up on the weekend, you can find temporary happiness, but the weight remains on Saturday, Sunday morning. There's a, there's a weight of like, I'm not right, I have fun, but there's a weight 
right? And so what is that weight? It's, it's, God's, it's God's disapproval. But God does not want us to walk with the weight. He came to lift the weight. I want to give y'all two salvation stories last year, all right? One happened in a La Jolla booth and one happened at Planet Fitness. Tell me God ain't moving in our community, amen? I thought I was getting saved at Planet Fitness. Listen, all right. So I'll, I'll do, which one? La Jolla booth, all right. So, no, I'll do the, I'll do the La Jolla booth first. All right, so Planet Fitness, all right. This person reaches out to me in a text and just says, hey, I really need to meet with you. And, um, and so I met with this person and, and uh, I, I could tell like God was drawing them that D Jesus was just calling uh, uh, to, to himself. And, and so I just prayed, just prayed a simple prayer of salvation. And when those eyes came open, when her eyes came open, it was like this big. And the first words were, the weight just lifted off of me. And it was, it was just a total freedom, this beauty. And I'm thankful for God the moments like that because that right there will change your whole life. It'll change the way you share the gospel. It'll change the way you live your life. To truly see someone set free. This is what God offers us in the gospel. And so I wanna talk about worry, doubt, and fear. Because when we're at peace with God, not only are we eternally at peace that we can look forward to that day, but listen, the peace of God wants to walk and be with you all your days on this side, right? That worry, fear, and doubt, listen, this is what I felt like God put in my heart, is that the reason why we are crippled with worry, doubt, and fear is that we're focusing our energies in the wrong place. Listen, when you worship the circumstance and you don't worship the Savior, we will remain uh, weighed down. And listen, this is it. Don't fear the circumstance. Fear and revere the one who can change the circumstance. Revere the one who is in control of all things. And it'll change the way you pray. It'll change the way you come to him when you realize anything I'm walking through has not caught God off, caught God off guard, uh, that, that it has not caught him by surprise, that he can step in and walk with me through the circumstance. That's available on a daily basis. Is everybody awake? Y'all good? Everybody tracking? All right. So we first we see that we have peace with God. And a lot of it, man, if, if anything, I, I want to draw a line just like an old country boy, which is what I am. I'm gonna draw a line just like a backyard football game, okay? And so in this line is the justification line. So without Christ, the weight is on us, all right? And we're living life in darkness and the weight remains. But the minute we come to faith in Christ, we have crossed over from death to life. And this is now a grace that we have and can have every single day. Too many people live their life playing hopscotch with God, not believing what God says. If you got Jesus, you're here, stand here, amen? Don't play hopscotch with God. It's not about you, it's about him and his promises. When you receive his promises, you'll stand in his grace and you'll walk with peace in this life. We, we don't need to play hopscotch with God. Um, I'm getting ahead of myself. Second point, take this with you. Another blessing of the gospel is we have permission to access God's grace. God has given us permission to stand and live here. We don't have to play hopscotch and in our mind go back to what we were. We're here. 
positionally because of the cross, we're here. We stand in grace. And what grace means is God's unmerited favor. God being on your side. He is for you. He loves you. He cares about you. He cares about your circumstances. He cares about your worries. He cares about your fears. He is on your side in Christ Jesus. So we see in verse two, I want you to read it with me. It says, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand and we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Now, I'm, I'm gonna admit something. I have donated a pile of money to gyms over my life, all right? I mean, I sign up a lot of Januaries and I still look the same a lot of Marches. You know, you know what I'm saying? I've done that many, many times. So we, we, we pay the price or, or the price gets paid and we have free access, 24-7 gyms. And a lot of times, man, we wind up donating because we don't access uh, the gym membership that we've been given to. Listen to me. Because of Christ, you've been given access to the presence and the power of God anytime. In the, in the Old Testament, when priests would go into this place, this presence, like if they weren't perfectly right and all these ceremonies happened, they couldn't go in. They couldn't withstand it. And God, because of Christ, has given us access into his grace, the, the holy of holies, the, the presence of God. And, um, and, and I, I think about this. Um, let's just read Hebrews 4, 16. His word is better than mine. Let us approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy. Now, mercy is us getting what we don't deserve and find grace, that's God's help or favor, to help us in our time of need. About that time of need, we need Jesus every day. <laughs> Sometimes more than others, but we need God's grace. And so a lot of times what the enemy does is like when we've had a bad week or two, we forget our position and then we wanna run from God instead of running to God to get the mercy we need for how we've been messing up. You guys tracking with me? That he says he gives mercy. Mercy is us getting what we don't deserve. And so listen, if you've had a bad couple weeks, don't run from God, run to him. Like if you've got him, you got him. Listen, if you couldn't work your way to get purchased, you dang sure ain't gonna lose your way to get sold out. You aren't gonna work your way out. If you got him, you got him, run to him. And man, this is the deal. So I'm getting my deer hunting stuff ready. There is a there's an eight to ten point buck. He will not see Monday. I'm just gonna go ahead and tell you. Uh, next Monday, um, he's just going down. So I, I've got deer hunting on my mind, and, and for those that have fins, I apologize. God said we could do it, so take it up with him. Um, that's, that's, that may be too much. All right. Um, but one time I was hunting this property. I was hunting this property, and my, my uncle and I got permission to hunt it. And so it had not had hunting pressure in a while. So these deer, man, they, they can go anywhere they want to go. Like, they're not afraid. They're not afraid at all um, but because they haven't had hunting pressure. And so when we go to scout this place, y'all, I'm telling you, it's like a cow trail. Like, these trails, these deer walk, I mean, it's beat down to, like, the dirt. And these are thick fields. And so um, I'd never seen anything like that. They had beat down and blazed the trail to go eat whatever they wanted to eat. And so they had gotten so used to walking down these trails because they were not afraid 
I want everyone to listen to me and listen to me good. This is a key to doing and living the life with the gospel blessing. We should blaze a trail from our heart into the presence of God. Our prayer life, we should have a worn down trail that we are so used to going to God in prayer. Like, like it is there. And if you know it's there, we're crazy not to access it. That man, he cares about your life and he wants to change your perspective. We have access into God's help. God wants to be our first, our first response, not our last resort. He loves you, man. Good gracious, he loves you so much. So we see two blessings, the peace with God, permission to access grace, that's prayer, worship, blazing a trail into his presence, getting good at sitting with God with his word and prayer. Now the third thing, take this with you, because of the gospel, a blessing is we have perspective for a life with God, perspective. So as we read the Bible and we begin to understand the gospel more, it changes our perspective. Because we live 70, 80, 90, 100 years maybe on this earth and without any intervention from God, that is our perspective. We can't see anything else. I'm preaching about a God who is outside of time and space. Right? So, so he's here watching all this play out and we're here, right? And so um, I don't know about you, but this life is not sunshine and rainbows. Some of us were birthed into absolutely horrible situations. It has not been an easy journey. And so how do we, how do we process the sufferings of life? And maybe for some, you, 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 know, you are headed on a good trajectory and then something happened like a few years ago that just threw you in the chaos. How do we reconcile that? Well, I love that God gives us perspective Let's read verse three through five. These are so important. So, so he ends with, there's boast in the hope of the glory of God. So something we can boast in with our life is that we stand here and we will be in heaven. We boast and we hope in that. No matter how bad it gets, we know this is it. We're at peace with God. So no matter how bad it gets, we have him. But now I wanna talk about while we're here in the battle, in the sufferings of life. It says, not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings. I'm gonna be flat honest with you. I've never been through a suffering on the front end where I was like, let's go. <laughs> Pom-poms and let's go. How, how the heck do we glory in our sufferings? Well, we need perspective. Because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, that means sticking with, in some seasons it may be clinging to the cross, Perseverance, character, it produces character. That's a, a, a godliness in the inner man or the inner woman. And character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So, so what God is doing in the sufferings is he is growing us. He is instilling hope, character, all these things. And so I, I want to share, and, and I've told you guys very candidly, I've been in some seasons of my life where I was hitting the roof of that promise. You know what I'm saying? Like, God, you say you're on my side, but God, I don't feel it. 
God, you say I, I'll make it through, but God, I don't know. And even though I couldn't feel him, the Savior walks right with us in the valleys of suffering. So take these notes with you. This will be good for your life. Uh, number one, God uses tribulation and suffering. There's never been one day of your life where you suffered that God wasn't gonna use it in Christ. Some of our sufferings are our own doing. Some of it is because of the fallen nature of life. It may be how we grew up, what we encountered. Should have felt a loving father, didn't have that. Should have had a solid home, didn't get that. But listen, God has not wasted one moment of your suffering. He is a redemptive God who can heal wounds and use suffering for his glory. God uses our suffering. Second thing, take this with you. God knows how much we can take. God knows how much we can take. His word, if we have Christ, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. He's on our side. He knows how much we can take. Listen, as we cling to the cross, when the chips are down, when we're going through suffering, we are an example of hope to the world. We are an example of hope to the world. And listen, if you've been through it, our times of greatest weakness will ultimately almost always work out. Those will be our times of greatest witness. Our times of greatest weakness will become our greatest witness to the world. I'll tell people, Pastor Matt Chandler, a guy out in Texas, uh, just a father in the faith, never met him, but, and I don't want to be that guy that talks like I know him, I really don't know him, but he did comment on my Instagram one time, pumped about that. But, but he's a hero. And this is why he's a hero. He, he took over a church, 200 and, I don't know, 30 people. The Lord blessed him. He grew it to 10,000 as a 30-something-year-old. I mean, just a gifted leader. Three beautiful kids. Wife sings on the worship team. Beautiful family. Comes in one day, passes out in his kitchen. Brain cancer, left frontal lobe. Like 95% chance he ain't gonna make it. If anybody had a reason to be angry with God, it's that guy. Of all the people in the world, why would you take him out, Lord? And in the middle of that, I heard his preaching before God brought about his healing. And when I heard him preach the gospel in that circumstance, I said, I don't know, and I don't know about all these other jokers, but the God that guy believes is real. Sometimes in our greatest weakness, that will be our greatest witness to the world. Stick to the cross in your suffering. And think about it. Again, I got hunting on the brain, but out west, when you're in the mountains and the valleys, all right, one day there won't be any more mountains or valleys. God's gonna make a straight path. But on top of those mountains, when you get up close at a high altitude, it's actually very dry. It's almost rocky, right? If you ever looked in the mountains. But then when you go down in the valleys, it is the most lush, beautiful grass and garden. Listen, when you're in the valleys of life, remember there's good soil in those valleys. That's when you're gonna grow. It's in the valleys of life that you're growing in your faith. Don't forget there's good soil in those valleys. Lastly, take this note with you. The blessing, the ultimate blessing and benefit of the gospel is the preeminence of God's love. The preeminence of God's love. Now I'm gonna show my weakness just like the psalm. I had to Google preeminence, um, figure out exactly what that meant. 
Oh, y'all some smart dudes. Anybody laugh at that? Y'all are like, what an idiot. Um, all right. But preeminence, what that word means is superiority. It means greater than anything else. Far surpassing. And I want to talk about the, the preeminence of God's love. And if you're unfamiliar with the gospel, what gospel means is good news. Right? And to me, like, verses 6 through 10 is as beautiful as it gets in this whole book. It's, it is amazing. Let's read it. I'll quit talking about it. Let's read it. Verse 6. You see it just the right time. And how many of you learned God's always on time? <laughs> never hurly, never late. He's on time. At just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. So that means before we had a thought of Jesus, Christ died. Verse 7, very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person, someone might dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. What that means is when you were at your worst, Jesus had already paid the price for your sin. God moved first, not you. That, that means God, and, and, and before he created the, the world, and before sin came into the world, he had a plan for you. And if that's the line of heaven and hell, God had a plan for you. And what he did is he sent Jesus to come all the way at the worst part of your life and the worst times of your life. And what happens is he calls you by name and you repent and you say, man, I hear God's voice through the preaching of his word. I hear God's voice and I repent. And the scary thing about repenting is you think about all the bad junk you've done and you're like, God, there's so much to pay for. The minute you turn, you got a savior that came to meet you right here. And he didn't just, just want to like put you on level ground in the death of your sin. He brings us all the way with God in heaven in a moment. It says, while we were yet sinners, he paid the price. Let's finish the passage. In, in uh, verse nine, it says, since we have been justified by his blood, just as if we had never sinned once, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath? You remember the weight? That we're saved from it, not for us. That's not for us. It's not for you in Christ. For if while we were God's enemies, think about your worst right now. Think about when you felt unforgivable. The most unforgivable season of your life. While you were, man, in rebellion, your worst. God sent Jesus to the cross. And we were reconciled to him through the death of his son. How much more having been reconciled shall we be saved through his life. What reconciled means is brought back. That we were created to be with God for forever. Sin, we went this way. And God said, I'm gonna send my son to bring you back to me for all eternity. Verse 11, not only is this so, but we also boast in God through our Lord. It means God's our leader. Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. That's a beautiful message. Like, I don't care if you've heard it 4,800 times. That is amazing. That is amazing. That God would send his son out of heaven for us. We're well, like, well, but how do I respond to that message? Everyone has a response. It's either repent and believe for the first time or repent and worship. Like, we just say thank you, right? Because here's the deal. If you're on this side of the line, you don't have to stay like another second. You can come with him and be right. 
But here's, I wanna talk to the church for a second. If you're right, just worship. Just say thank you. Like worship him. Take your next step, be obedient, love God. That's it, just say thank you for what he's done. In the preeminence of God's love, I wanna, I wanna give you God's vantage point. Because when he looks on your life, that's what he's looking at. He's saying, I've already paid for it. I want you to come to me. Come to me. Come to me. I'm gonna invite the worship team to come. And as they come, I wanna share a story with you. If you've been here for any amount of time, you probably heard it. Um, my, my uncle um, radically came to faith in Jesus, um, far from God, lived a life far from God. And um, and God met him at a revival service. Gave his life to Jesus. I don't know why this came to mind to me today. But what happened, he, he met Christ. Remember, we're not promised tomorrow. Y'all know we've lost a lot of people in our community this week. And we aren't promised tomorrow. So Saturday night, gives his life to Jesus, blew my mind, never believed that would happen from a worldly perspective, but I, I didn't fully understand God's perspective and I learned a lot that day. Gave his life to Jesus. Seven, eight days later, eight days later, two young men broke into his trailer. There was an altercation and he died. He was murdered, lost his life. And at the funeral, I remember my cousin preaching, and he was a big deer hunter, but he, he said in, in Psalm 42, 1, the psalm says, as a deer pants for water, so my soul pants for you. And he started talking about my uncle, and he said, while he was in rebellion and chasing deer and chasing the world, he didn't know it, but there was a God that was chasing him. <laughs> oh, man. And this is what I know about God's love. We repent, we believe it, we lean into it. I know it's power, I've seen it. But also I think about the two young men, one of them I actually taught and that uh, took my uncle's life. But here's the deal. Jesus died for them too. That his grace and love is sufficient. And it's my prayer that they would come to find this savior that my uncle found. And this is the perspective of God, the love of God, if you think you're too far gone. I pray they meet Christ and one day, they may all stand before Jesus together in worship. <laughs> That's the love of God offered in us in the gospel. And so for anyone here today that's never received it, I'm gonna give you that opportunity. We're the kind of church, man, this isn't, we, we just wanna celebrate. You don't have to feel awkward about that. Man, I, I cannot wait to rejoice with you. I believe someone is, God's working on you right now. And you think you're too far gone and you're not. You think you're here by accident and you're not. You think all this is coincidence and it's not. It is the, it is the God of heaven coming after you because he loves you. But for the church, I pray that our worship would be fresh today. I pray that the gospel would be fresh today. If you need to sign up to be baptized, heart and soul, whatever the next step is, I pray you would step. But today, if today's the day to meet that Savior, I pray you wouldn't leave without meeting Him. Let's pray. Father, we love you.
God, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your grace, God. I thank you for your saving power, God. Jesus, I thank you that you left heaven to come be with us, to save us. And God, I pray for every heart in this room. God, I know you're at work. And I pray for that one, Lord, the one that you're calling them. No coincidence. I pray you give them the faith to respond. If that's you today and you say, Buck, I'm ready. I want to respond by faith and receive Christ. I just ask, would you lift your hand as an extension of faith? We just want to celebrate with you. Is that anybody in the house would say yes to Christ for the first time? I'll give you guys just a minute as the Lord works. God, for the rest of us, I do pray. Would you move and work and God, call us to to worship you well, Lord, to take next steps, to follow you, to enjoy your grace, God, to see your love afresh today. I thank you for that power, Lord. I thank you for the gospel. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Uh, Let's stand and worship. If you feel led to come and pray, we'd love to pray with you. Um, No, we love you so much. Thanks for tuning in to the Connection Church Dublin Sermon Podcast. We pray that this message stirred your affections for Jesus. We would love for you to subscribe to the podcast and share it with others. For more information about our church and other resources, please visit ConnectionDublin.com.